0: Hi, everybody. It's Cadence from Busy Body Podcast. When Jess and I were recording season one, it wasn't a global pandemic crisis. Now that it is, 100% of my teaching is available live and streaming. So if you're listening from anywhere in the world, you could take a class with me or a private or have a consultation it would be super exciting to meet you in person. I know I have listeners in Denmark, France, Japan, South Africa, even right here in the US. So get in touch at Busybody Podcast Instagram on my website, brooklynstrength.com. You can even email us info at brooklynstrength.com. And I look forward to meeting some of you face to face. Thank you so much.
1: cadence hi jess welcome to busy body podcast episode six season finale bitch season finale
0: were you counting down the minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is the last time for a while we're gonna have the redhead candle burning it's true thanks boy smells are you sponsoring us yet (laughs) Yes, for those who don't know, Cadence and I are both of the redhead variety.
0: It's true. And super into these candles by Boy Smells and they have a redhead scent.
1: Yeah, but it sells out really quickly, doesn't it? I know.
0: It? People all everybody wants a redhead scent. Yeah. We smell amazing.
1: Yeah. We do.
0: We always set the mood. very earthy. Earthy, kind of like passionate like fiery. A little, a little jasmine in there.
1: Yes what's up how are you feeling today
0: I'm feeling pretty good uh, we had a nice class tonight nice group of people It went
1: by really fast for me it
0: did feel like it was really fast it felt like I was really like tight with the transitions
1: yeah it was great no chit chat no chit chat <laughs> um we had a moment though where like there was one move we were doing and I couldn't get my left butt cheek on the floor oh, and yeah. it really needed to be on the floor so I stood on you so she stood on me which I believe we <laughs> talked about an earlier episode? Yeah,
0: that Mr. Pilates used to stand on his clients. Yeah, so. so I felt inspired. Yes. Empowered even.
1: And I was, uh, you know, very open to that.
0: Exactly. It was consensual.
1: <laughs> very
0: consensual. Consensual teacher standing.
1: Always ask before you stand on someone.
0: Yeah. Especially when their body's in a weird shape. You want
1: aff- affirmative consent.
0: Yeah. Enthusiastic
1: consent. Mm-hmm. Um I think that because this is the season finale, we should um, we should talk about something that's a little bit broader than what we have been talking about. I
0: thought you were going to say just do it as a musical, like on Buffy.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> I love the Buffy musical episode.
0: Yeah, I thought we'll just do one out of left field and just sing the whole episode.
1: <laughs> I no one would want to hear that from no me one though. One. Are you a good after singer?
0: Vocal fry and Kermit. Um, I think so only because my mom is, and I have the same range as she does, but it's funny that you say that because after that breath episode, we have a client who is a singer and works in like a choral school or something. Um, and I always, am like about to ask her if she knows of some place where you can just like jam or something. Like, I don't understand anything about singing, but I'm like, I don't want to take lessons. I don't want to do like a random open mic. Like I have no, what am I going to do? Like sing someone else's song. I can't even read music. But it would be cool just to like sing with people Mm. but not like like old timey chorus music. So there's
1: like so you wanna I didn't I haven't even thought about like whether there would be a jam equivalent for singing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Is it karaoke? I know. I I think
1: it might be karaoke.
0: I've never done it.
1: You've You've never done karaoke? (laughs) I've never done it. I wish you could see the look on my face, (laughs) listeners. Shock, almost judgment. I love karaoke. I know you seem
0: like a person that does it. I feel like I I've do. seen it on your stories.
1: Yeah. Well, field trip. Although my rules for putting it on stories is you can never put the sound on. You always yeah, have to turn the sound off for sure. That's just rude to your friends. Yeah. Who are who and are singing? Like, and also, no like,
0: one really wants to listen to that on stories. It's more just like watching whoa. them be goofy. Exactly.
1: Well, we're gonna have to get you into the karaoke. <laughs> Uh, what if I just, bar. like,
0: you know, blow it right You
1: live right by Montero's, house which is one of the great didn't karaoke even dives. I not know I had no idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> studio, Brooklyn Strength Studio field trip to totally. karaoke. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I mean, back to the topic, though. I was thinking this week we could just talk about working out, like how to work out. How what do you think about out. that topic?
0: I think it's a good one because I feel like uh i feel like i get asked that in a number of different ways without it being that exact phrase but people being like what do you think of running what do you think of yoga what if i want to lose 10 pounds i get a lot of people after pregnancy being like what's the workout that i should do
1: to lose my pregnancy weight
0: yeah or just feel back in my body and all that kind of stuff so
1: i feel like we've really focused on like super specific activities Mm -hmm. standing breathing sleeping I mean, there are things that we do every single day. Yeah. And working out, for some people, they do it every day. Some yeah. people don't. But that's like a kind of a whole loaded concept, like the idea of working out every day. Some people feel really stressed out by that if they if they miss a day, which we've also talked about in the past. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think um, it's both a super specific uh, I topic because that's kind of what we're all here for on this podcast fitness and wellness and taking care of yourself and work a workout can be any part of that um and obviously super super broad because uh what is working out is it taking a little power walk is it stretching before bed is it killing yourself in like an hour-long spin class that's like in a heated room um when does it count as a workout when was it just like i Mm. took the dog for a walk like what?
1: I think that counts. Do you think that counts? I think mean, that counts. I mean, so it's it's all about intention, right?
0: Exactly. And why you're doing it.
1: Right. So we're just revisiting a lot of the themes we've talked about already.
0: Yeah. And diving into some and a bit more. And tying it
1: up in a nice bow. There's not going to be a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. No cliffhanger.
1: The cliffhanger um, is going to be who will sponsor season two. Exactly. We've made a lot of offers. We,
0: we've let our preferences be known. <laughs> Nike. We're waiting
1: for your phone call. Yep.
0: Smells, so That would be awesome. Boys Free smells. candles for life. Okay,
1: there was definitely some other
0: sponsors. that we made.
1: Yeah. Now I'm not thinking of it. <laughs> cheese sticks. Right. Cheese sticks, of course. Cheese meat sticks. Cheese meat sticks. <laughs> um, I really <laughs> got to figure out the brand name because I actually think – they would want to see. Yeah, that us. would be great. I think that'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, we have had a lot of fun making this. Yeah. This season. And we're.
0: Please give us your positive, non trolley feedback.
1: Yeah. Constructive no
0: criticism is welcome, but just straight up haters, don't listen. I never understand that. <laughs> no one is forcing you.
1: You don't understand that? Like, no, you, I don't never, understand
0: like, people hating on something that they are then like subscribed to and like tuning
1: into. This is something I do though. Like I like hate watching or like <gasps> hate reading. You really? don't do that. I don't hate listen to anything, but I do definitely like you know hate read. If there's a like a writer who drives me crazy, if they have a new article <laughs> out. I'll read it and then I'll see. Then I'll be like, I hate this person. They're so stupid. But no. it, it's like an outlet for me. It Gets a lot of my <laughs> bad bad energy out.
0: Um, no, because it just makes me all upset, and then I can't do anything about well, it.
1: Okay, do you have someone I on, never, like, social media who, like, you...
0: I actually, like, made the positive step of unfollowing a lot of people that I felt like I, quote-unquote, should follow because they're in my field and, like, follow-over-follow follow and all that bullshit. And then I was, like, every time I see their feed, it just makes me so irritated. Like, why? And
1: you didn't find, like, any masochistic pleasure in that at all?
0: No. no. Uh, the only i have one person that i follow who will remain nameless that i just sort of like look at what they're doing because they're successful in a way that i would like to be and then i'm like how can i be the not vapid obnoxious version of them
1: okay you can just say my name you can just you can just give my twitter handle god um true so many captains i wish i could be like that so many love captains Caftan sponsor us. <laughs> just generally, who's the leading maker of captain's uh, something from nineteen seventy two yeah um okay, so working out what is it? what does it mean?
0: What do you call a workout
1: i call i call it you know it is I do find it strange to say sometimes like I'm going to work out yeah. I usually say I'm usually more specific about it, I'm going to plotties or like. Going to um, a spin class or going to. Yeah. Like,
0: you're kind of engaging yoga in, the, class. in the culture of the thing. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, I recognize that that can be, like, I, I'm sort of self conscious of doing that sometimes because mm. I think a lot of these terms have a lot of, like, loaded, like, like Pilates is, has such a uh, stereotypical image of, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, white women.
0: Yeah. Lululemon pants.
1: Yeah. Which sure. is hilarious because it this could not be further from the truth in this s- studio.
0: Yeah, we've worked very hard to buck that trend.
1: Yeah, Cadence put up a sign that says "Don't wear Lululemon here, or you're <laughs> kicked out."
0: <laughs> That's not true,
1: but <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> um, Lululemon sponsor. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Do you want to reach a whole new demo of like cool Brooklyn girls? It's
0: true. So of you're Off Offbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Continue your sentence.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to. Um,
0: uh oh, this episode's getting spicy already.
1: It's really spicy. We got the redhead <laughs> candle. That's what it We're does. recording to us. a
0: little later than usual. Got some red wine. It's well, true. you had some white wine? I had. What was I drinking? I can't even remember.
1: Yeah. You had ice cubes in it.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. It's like a dessert wine it's sweet Mm. it's almost like vermouth I can't remember what it's called Campari I don't know somebody Mm. tell me someone gave it to me as a gift and then I drink it a lot while I'm making dinner and then I get surprised that it made me tipsy so fast but of course it did it's like a fortified wine it's like extra wine (laughs) I love it yeah it's good I feel very Italiano while I drink it um did you but I'm more curious like historically what did you call a workout like what were you like I worked out today or were you just not working out
1: um, no, if I, if I was working out, I guess I would just call it working out. Yeah. But what? did it
0: mean that you got sweaty? Did it mean that you like went to a gym?
1: It would mean, I think for me, as I've talked about on the, the podcast before, I've never been a person who's been super into fitness. So for me, the, my main form of fitness for a long time was sort of like doing routines in my room mm. on my bedroom floor. Mm. That I found on, um, like in magazines or on YouTube or in books, Mm -hmm. um, or I just like you know, honestly, just like push-ups and sit-ups, you know, like super. And what was your
0: reasoning behind that? What were you trying to achieve? What was your point? Mm.
1: Um, I think at that time I was it was mostly about weight loss. Mm. I didn't really like understand that there were. A million other benefits to working out that have nothing to do with weight loss.
0: Did you, were you specifically like Googling workouts like weight loss 10 minute? Yeah. Routine yeah, I or think whatever? So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and the internet terribly is full of those. Yeah. You know, that those, especially, I was always like a, such a sucker for like those um lose x pounds in eight weeks or six weeks or two weeks which like is crazy yeah um and I say all this you know I can say all this with distance now because like I have grown a lot and changed a lot and gone on a whole journey over the last like uh three years I would say yeah but yeah that was my main thing it was like I would always get into these workout binges, especially, like, right before an event that Mm -hmm. I wanted to look good at. Like, I guess it was – that's what it was more about. Maybe not necessarily weight loss, but just, like, looking good Mm -hmm. um, for something specific. Did you find ever that any of them worked or, like – No. I mean, not really. I think – And
0: then what did you – were you like, I didn't do it well enough or, like, that workout sucked?
1: Well, here's why it didn't work. It didn't work – because it just doesn't stick. Right. Like it's not something – it's not like an everyday – it wasn't like integrating itself into my everyday life. I wasn't like sticking to it. I wasn't committing to it really. Um, And I think it's because I, – I think if you can only really commit to something when you're doing it for the right reasons. Truth.
0: So do you feel like the eight-week whatever, lose 10 pounds in eight weeks, didn't work because you didn't actually do it every day for eight weeks or because –
1: yeah, I'd give up after like three weeks or something. Right. Um but also, yeah, I think like there's there's only so much you can do working out too in terms of weight loss. We we've talked about this a little bit before, but off podcast cadence and I talk about it. Just the fact that um diet and what you're eating has such a more powerful influence than yeah. getting in your soul cycle class. Yeah. In terms of in I terms I mean. of weight loss, which yeah. You know, I would challenge everyone who is working out to lose weight to not do that maybe. Yeah. No judgment, but...
0: Yeah, no judgment, but I would say better that you're engaging with your body in a way that helps you just learn more about your body. So doing physical activities that you actually enjoy. Like a friend of mine lost over 100 pounds in like three years or something and she remembers just going to yoga class and like putting her hands on her like very soft belly cuz she was also losing such a massive amount of weight that she got a lot of loose skin and just kind of like engaging with that and not hating it and just being like this is the body that i live in mm-hmm. and it's not like the yoga practice didn't like shed that extra 30 pounds or whatever but it helped her stay in touch with her body so that she could continue to undo the habits that led to being a hundred pounds heavier than she wanted to be, you know, not just like a vanity 20 pounds or whatever, but actually like enough that it was difficult for her to be in her body and comfortable in her body. Um, So, you know, if you can find an activity that you actually enjoy and maybe it is something really vigorous, like playing soccer or something, but maybe it's like, you know, taking a, a salsa dance class or whatever it is, just something that you're like actually out moving your body, enjoying yourself um, feeling yourself that might be a better long-term solution to help you on your path of significant weight gain, weight loss if that's if that's your role but for people that just have vanity weight which is tough in this society because I think they like just changed the BMI bullshit stuff they so that did. like everyone is obese I don't know I just had a bunch no, of clients no. be like my doctor told me I'm obese and I'm like you're just like a middle-aged person that had like two kids like you're not obese you're just like have a muffin top. Um, so first of all, figuring out what vanity weight is versus like an actual significant amount of weight, that's like putting stress on your joints and making it difficult for you to do everyday tasks. Those are different things. Um, but if you're just looking to lose vanity weight, um, that weight could be looked at as just a body that's out of balance in some way. Um, And that is a much more boring, less snazzy change uh, that is just lifestyle changes, getting more sleep, eating regularly, eating enough, you know, avoiding too much alcohol, avoiding too much caffeine, avoiding these things that kind of set our system off balance where we're in the whole cycle trying to catch up all the time and just being active on a regular basis, getting outside on a regular basis, drinking tons of water, um, none of those things are really like sexy and like do these three steps for flat abs. But if you really are like eating regularly, sleeping regularly, drinking lots of water, getting outside regularly, doing something with your body on a regular basis, not like some kill yourself workout, but like, you know, engaging with your body three days a week, five days a week at varying levels. So maybe it's five days a week. Cause two of those days you're at a yoga class or you're walking or you're bike riding And the other days you're, like, doing something a little bit more intense but not so intense that you, like, can barely move for four days. That is going to make huge change. That's going to, like, show a body that's a balanced body. Yeah. And that's, like, where the long-term change happens. None of that is, like, you know, fun because it's all, like, digging in and being like, why can't I – Eat regularly throughout the day? What is my schedule that I end up starving for most of the day and then wolfing food down at night? Why can't I change that pattern? Like, that's a lot less fun. That might trigger other things. Like, I'm miserable at my job. Like, that's why I never have time. I don't have time to breathe at my job. I don't have time to think at my job. I can barely take any time to go to the bathroom, never mind, eat a meal. Then you're like questioning your whole life. It's a little easier to just go for two weeks and get up super early and do this crazy workout before work. And hope that that like massively changes my whole body yeah um and then the other one that's super unpopular is that um you know real weight issues are a first world phenomena so that would suggest that there's um not moving enough and eating too much yeah and i don't want to trigger like everyone's guilt because i actually as i said before in the podcast earlier one Um, I think the how to eat one, I often am telling my clients to eat much more Mm -hmm. than they're comfortable with. And then they're like amazed that they start to see positive change. Um, but I don't mean like you're sitting around eating too many bagels. It's more like you're sitting around like drinking too much wine or like, yeah, too much soda or too many lattes. Like all this kind of stuff that's just kind of part of our, like everything is available to you at all times. First world thing where you're just kind of munching on stuff randomly, um, and things kind of pile up because you, you just, you don't have to go over to the tree to pick it. You just like, you know, open a drawer, open a cabinet, walk down the street and you can have like whatever you want at any time of day forever and ever. Um, um, yeah. Well, so bringing
1: this all back to working out, I think what you're saying is just like, w- like in order to work out, you need to figure out what your motivation is for working out. Yeah. And if your motivation um, is weight loss, just think a little bit more about that.
0: And like, thinking, if you yeah. actually need to lose weight, <laughs> right? Because so many clients that I meet, it's like everyone wants to lose weight, and it's like you can't lose weight forever; you'll be dead. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like you can't.
1: Uh, yeah, I promise you, from personal experience, the second you stop caring about losing weight, yeah, in terms of your workouts, they will become much more pleasant. Mm-hmm. You can focus on, like, learning mm-hmm. and growing and experiencing something new and, and fun that's just not so emotionally tied to yeah. your self-appearance, which for so much is tied to our self-worth. So, I don't know, letting go of that piece was crucial for me to, to find a way to bring fitness into my life on a consistent basis.
0: And you probably have found like positive physical change from that yeah. without even trying, basically.
1: Yeah. And I would say, like, it's not even positive physical change in terms of like looking in the mirror. It's positive physical change in like, I can go on a hike with my intense hiker friends mm. and not want to die the entire time. Yeah. Maybe like only want to die a little bit. <laughs> but that's where you should be, right? Exactly. something challenging. Um, but just being able to to like say yes to certain activities without fear.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's like all I would wish for everyone and everyone, yeah, including myself. Um that's my that's my personal goal. I just always am trying to create a body that I can just say yes to everything um that I would ever be interested in doing and not feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to try that, you know, my knee hurts or mm-hmm. like I don't – my arms are really weak. I want to just like – a friend of mine really wants me to try the bouldering gym around here. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm not scared that I'm going to be like, my arms. Like I'm just like, yeah, I, I do enough stuff. Yeah. It'll be hard. It'll be new. But I'm not like, no, it's impossible. I can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I also have a goal of living a life that has a lot of variety in it, in it too. So just being able to like travel and walk all around a new city or – um whatever i mean i have a friend who teaches at a circus school um be able to just take her class and drop into something that's totally outside of my parameters Mm -hmm. and just have fun and get to experience my friend teaching her thing that she loves you know shout out circus culture in ithaca new york super cool (laughs) so um i think that evolution that you made is amazing and Thank you.
1: I'm extremely evolved.
0: You are. I mean, I (gasps) think that's humongous. Um, and I also will say, I think just from my even though I do this for a living, I've also just like lived through all the things where I've tried uh like all kinds of like I was doing like HIT workouts for a really long time. I've done like lots of heavy lifting, I've done like only yoga, I've done lots of cardio and I think at various times in my fitness career, I thought that I was doing that for like the skill building around that, but not, not until like Trump was elected a little bit before that to get me to the place to be receptive to this. But once that inauguration happened, I really let go of the last like 15% of me that was working out Basically, like, because boys, like working out because of some kind of outside idea of how I should appear and what my body should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, And that led me to like eight months of literally doing nothing but stretching and Pilates because I just like couldn't engage with anything that was really intense until I was, sh- it just like, it just felt like, I think also like for a lot of people, the first, uh, year of that presidency um we all need a lot of self care
1: <laughs> yeah and it's amazing that i think working out has become like a, a part of self care just like yeah. in how we talk about self care you know yeah yeah that's I don't huge think that's that kind was of like true. the
0: boutique fitness boom has kind of come to this head where now it's like self care and before it was just like all these places where you can like sweat your brains out yeah yeah that's like an a mini evolution that's happened just in the last like five ten years But, um, you know, during that year, I couldn't force my, I basically just stopped being able to force myself to do anything. Mm -hmm. There was too much stress just in the world. And I just was like, I I can't like put extra stress on myself. Um, I definitely remember like like right after the inauguration doing Matt Pilates in my apartment while drinking bourbon <laughs> double fisting as it was. Cause I was self-caring. I was like, I need to make my body feel better and my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. It was like a shot glass worth. Um, but, uh, I actually believe that's on my Instagram if you scroll way back. Um, but once I kind of came through the other side of that, I was so much more interested in working out for skills and had, like literally just like let go of every last part of being self-conscious or hating on any little bit of me that was still left because I just was like, no one else is going to do that for me, but me. So I just got to like, let that stuff go. And I don't, um, I don't fluctuate very much. I mean, it's part of my job that I'm trying to eat well and work out and it's something that I enjoy doing, but I have noticed that since I really gave up on like self-hate, I like, I, I nothing has changed like I feel really yeah. good I, and like aesthetically I'm very pleased and I don't think about it like at all I don't think about it when I'm eating I don't think about it when I'm working out I'm not thinking about like do this do that I just literally have gotten to a really lovely intuitive place where I do the workout that I want to do because I want to and I eat the food that I want to eat because I want to yeah and then I'm like wow the benefits are like a really happy balanced body yeah and that's cool
1: I think that I mean I'm certainly not a poster child for this because I'm still I'm I'm definitely not at the point you are.
0: I've also literally been doing this since I was fifteen. True. People need to know, like I skipped doing drugs and like having lots of friends and drinking in high school. I was literally fucking meditating and literally I wanted to be an ascetic, ascetic yogi like the naked ones wearing like turbines and cool. floating in a desert. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I was literally working on yeah. that when I was a teenager. So I've been doing this intensely since I was 15 yeah. and I'm about to be 37. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah. And that's why well before my fifties, which is when I feel like a lot of women are like, stop hating yourself and love yourself. <laughs> I'm like 36. I did it. I got there <laughs> real fast. <laughs>
1: well, I think that what, what the way that I would approach it, if, you, dear listener, are like me and, and not sort of there yet. Is just to think about letting go of self hate, as Cadence put it, as sort of an experiment. Like, like yeah. how you would try Whole Thirty, yeah. like it's where really, you go on this super rigid diet for a month. That's a really good point. Try going on this super rigid, like Love. mind <laughs> diet for yeah. a month, where you just sad, sounds like, so
0: silly, but it's true. Where you're
1: just like not engaging in negative thoughts. And yeah. see what happens. Like, and if and like, you know, if you come out the other end, like, just you'll I'll, see. how I'll you share feel. with
0: you. I have a meditation teacher who teaches like this lovely methodology. She calls copy and paste, where um, if you can't imagine loving yourself, but you can use this for whatever, like whatever. If you can't imagine your bank account being like full of dollars, you know. Remember a time when you felt that feeling. So remember a time when you loved something else, a cute puppy, Mm -hmm. your friend, a pizza, Mm -hmm. like who the fuck cares? And then like copy paste that feeling onto the thing. So like if you can't love your thighs, remember how much you love your puppy and then like feel that feeling in your body and then like replace puppy with your thighs.
1: Pavlovian kind of. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Like retrain your brain. Yeah. It's been super helpful for me just in other realms, um, but that idea where you're, I totally understand that some people are like, but I've never felt that. Like, I don't yeah. know what you mean, but you felt something. Oh, my God. It's like dog central around here. Yeah.
1: We would just like to shout out <laughs> Jupiter again. snoring. 65 pound people. we love him.
0: He does <laughs> find the podcast very soothing. <laughs> We've been gently trying to wake him up like this whole time and it's impossible. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you can hear the snoring, just just roll with it. And that is the sound of a tiny chihuahua digging behind my head.
0: Stop pigeon. Stop. Stop. Oh,
1: pigeon.
0: Here we go. Now you woke up your brother to you helped us. He's a great producer.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Sarah, for this <laughs> little interlude. Sorry, Sarah. I mean, it's amazing that this episode has gone from how to work out to how to love yourself. Yeah, but maybe that's how to work out. Yeah. That's how I work out. Yeah. I mean, I
0: can't. It sounds so stupid, but I I only go running because I like it. Yeah. You know, like everyone's like, I hate doing this. Yeah. I could never do that. Like you can learn to enjoy your yeah. body in different environments. You just can because we all have bodies that are incredibly capable. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how much you hate yourself. Oh, my God. Pigeon. I'm trying to say something important. I don't care how much you hate yourself and think that that's not true or that I don't understand your experience. At the end of the day, the human animal is an incredible creature. And if you are human and listening to this podcast, your body has incredible abilities and you can that almost exists separate from your like ego and your preferences and all these things. That body is capable of incredible things. It's a machine that you're living in that's – it's just amazing. And and you can learn to engage with it and experience that aspect of it. And that might change your perspective.
1: And to your point earlier about sort of the cycles of life, I think that's another argument against – Doing something like, uh, do this every day for eight weeks. Or, yeah. you know, some of those, I, you know, I need to do my, get my run in every single morning because the, sometimes the cycles of life will fuck you up and yeah. change your plans. And, sometimes that can be for the worst. Like suddenly, you know, you have a personal crisis and you can't get in your morning run. Yeah. Um, and in that case, if you're so tied to your rigid plan, you're going to like beat yourself up and it's going to become this whole thing again, like just try and remove this like emotional attachment you have Yeah. to that specific workout. Like you'll be yeah, much happier. Like your
0: workout isn't your whole personality. If you always go running every morning yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, your kid has a fever or whatever. There's a crazy blizzard. And as much as you're like, I run in all weather, you're like, okay, I actually like can't get out the door. Yeah. You don't have to just suddenly be like, ah, I haven't done anything for three days. Like there's other Mm -hmm. stuff to do or you can enjoy a nice snow day, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, also on the flip side, if you have a traumatic life event, sometimes that can change your workouts for the better. Like I experienced a layoff and – after the layoff, I got really into sort of like high intensity strength workouts yeah. because that was sort of like where I needed to put my energy totally. and that was like therapeutic for me. Yeah.
0: I've um, also found that, you know, when I'm super stressed out, uh that's when I often find that really intense workouts are really helpful, um as long as I'm not going overboard, but there's definitely one winter where I was crazy stressed out about running a small business and it's the only time that I was running like five miles, eight miles Mm -hmm. every other day. And it was great. I was doing like huge long runs and doing lots of yoga and it was really cool. But the motivation from that definitely was coming from all this like extra energy that I had around fear and anxiety and stuff. And um, I'm not super motivated to run like that right now because I feel much
1: more balanced. Right. (laughs) Sort of like following your emotions is just a better guide, I think, than following some
0: the scale or thing something, that you,
1: or something you think you need to do every single day. Yeah,
0: something that some magazine or Instagram account suggested you. to you. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Let's get to some questions. Questions. We have some fun questions. Um. Question number one: Is toning a thing?
0: Toning is the word that magazines use instead of strengthening for ladies huh. because, uh, ladies' fitness magazines are women are so afraid of like getting quote unquote bulky or like too muscly. So if they use the word strengthening move instead of toning move, um, women are going to be like, Oh no, it'll make my arms too big or something. Yeah. Tone just means you can see muscle development. Like you can just see some muscle, um, which just means you have a low enough percentage of body fat and a high enough percentage of muscle to create that look. Um, So that doesn't mean like starving, but it just means like you've you're that's the balance. So a lot of times when people come into us and say they want to lose weight, what we say is you want to change your body composition, which is like, again, not fun or sexy sounding. Um, And then people look at us kind of confused and we're like, you want to build muscle and lose some body fat because most people don't have like massive amounts of fat to lose. They just actually have no not enough muscle. So they're just smushy. But if you Mm. build muscle just in building muscle, some of the body fat's going to get eaten up, and you will be, quote unquote, toned. Tone. You'll see some muscles. That's
1: amazing. I'm glad to know that the word tone is fake.
0: Yeah, it's just like the the Barbie version of
1: Great. S- strong. I love that. Yeah. So don't say it anymore, anyone. Yeah, don't no say more tone. It. Don't say I want
0: to get toned. Just say yeah. I want to get stronger.
1: Speaking of toned, though, you know who uses tone the word tone a lot? It's crazy. <laughs> you say her name three times she'll appear she'll appear and it'll um, be so intense no uh bar bar yes bar people
0: were you about to say barre? Eh?
1: i was i don't know where that came from
0: <laughs> um, where did that come from i don't know you threw maybe like in ballet an or accent something? in there yeah.
1: um bar people talk about toning a
0: lot yeah i have a lot of feels about bar <laughs>
1: why we saved it for the last episode
0: <laughs> um get ready to hey.
1: well one me. thing people should know about you before we get into our discussion is that you are a trained ballet dancer
0: i'm a trained modern slash contemporary dancer you, for the euros oh, well i'm wrong no I'm no wrong. no no i mean i've definitely done to call yourself ballet. a professional, you need to have done something for ten years consistently, oh. which I have. Right? That's like the whole. It's like the isn't it like the yo-yo ma thing? Like mm. you need to have said that you've applied yourself yeah. consistently for ten years, which I have definitely done with ballet. I would say that I'm a professional for sure, a professional dancer, and like I I take professional level ballet class. Right. I am not like auditioning for Juilliard or like stepping in for anyone. Like in ballet New York City, dancer ballet. Ballet.
1: would never be in like your Instagram bio
0: yeah exactly and uh like i'm a solidly intermediate ballet dancer because i started later and i didn't form my body speaking of adaptation i did not form my growing body around ballet so there are some things that are just always going to be out of my reach because i have my adult skeleton and i didn't i didn't change it into a ballet skeleton when i was 11
1: you know what i think about when you say that is like that scene in center stage where they're taking off their shoes and like their feet are all bloody yeah i think about that all the time gnarly (laughs) it's real gnarly yeah so i guess just though going into this conversation about bar it's coming for you it's coming from a place of like you have spent a lot of time ballet dancing in your life
0: yeah at a bar like at a real ballet bar
1: okay so start
0: <sighs> I mean, the problem is, so there's, I feel like there's two branches to the fitness world. One comes from functional fitness, where people are generally picking up and putting down heavy things and putting their body in shapes which are recognizable to everyday activities. Squats, push ups, lunges, varieties of abdominal exercises are actually things that are part of the shapes of an everyday life of somebody. Um, you get up from a chair and sit down in a chair a billion times a day. That's a squat. You know, you rotate to pick something up from the floor. So you you go into a lunge to, you know, tie your shoe. These are all things that our bodies do all the time. And so um, there's a whole branch of fitness that is based on getting really amazing at having your human body. Um and then there's another branch that is more where women's a lot of like quote unquote like women's directed fitness like aerobics, bar um I don't know what else is like I think like like dance aerobics yeah, basically yeah. like all the like aerobics see um like a little bit more fad feeling things because like yeah. kettlebells have been around forever. lifting weights has been around forever running has been around forever like dawn of man yeah, um squatting. Yeah, all, all that like bodyweight movement, gymnastics essentially yeah. has been around dawn of man. Um, you know, aerobics and kind of dance-based fitness probably started around like the 20s. I mean, it'd be like kind of an interesting research to look at like when early female-based uh, fitness activities were allowed because also women's bodies have always been controlled with like corsets and clothing that makes literally moving challenging. I mean, there's a time where women couldn't ride bikes because they, it's really hard to ride a bike with a skirt on a long skirt. <laughs> um, I think, you know, Oh my God. If we talk about British royalty one more time, but oh, I think no, like, you were
1: not going to, I am, you are?
0: because I just remember that queen Elizabeth was known for being really physically active. Cause she took dance lessons every day and rode really, a
1: horse. That's not on the crown.
0: I know, it's weird. It's the in the original is, Elizabeth is, with um, that really pale redhead woman, that actress.
1: Oh, we're talking about different Catherine, Elizabeths. Cat, what's her name? I thought you were talking about current Queen Elizabeth. Oh, no, no, no. no original. Really One. old timey. Kate Blanchett. Kate yeah.
0: Um, yeah, she rode a horse. Uh and every day and yeah. and did dance class every day so she's very physically like she sweat basically every day yeah. and that was kind of part of her like owning herself and also had no children yeah man she was pretty cool that original elizabeth with the cape show is really good i should watch it again i mean she shaves her head in the middle and it's like this whole like it's actually like so me too oh my god it's we gotta like, watch it yeah wow what if we just only done next season is just British royalty. Oh, my God. British royalty and how they relate to fitness. Oh, my God.
1: Where did we go from here? Or where are Running we? sides so of that Women's bodies have always
0: been um, controlled by clothing mm-hmm. first. <laughs> it would actually be really interesting to know, like, when... Oh, you know what? I was about to say, like, when lycra was invented, but it, it was oh, in yeah. the 70s in polyester. Well, have you... So that allowed... I mean, that was, like, a huge shift in workout clothes because I think... Previous to that, when women were like working out, they had to wear like stupid skirts. I yeah. mean, I have a 60s tennis dress that's ridiculously uncomfortable, but adorable. Have you
1: seen uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Yeah, like that iconic workout scene. Yeah. Like they're where they're like in full makeup and full yeah. dress.
0: Yeah. So after that time, after like what the late 60s, but I, I bet you anything, there's like weird 30s and 20s, like dance yeah. aerobics classes mm-hmm. for sure. Mm hmm. Um, but first of all, like all women's fitness was always about weight loss, Mm -hmm. um, and never about strength because Mm -hmm. women aren't allowed to be powerful as men will pee their pants and stuff. Um, so there's this second branch of fitness that's non-functional and that's really visually oriented. And I love a good aerobics class. Like for sure. I used to do aerobics back in the nineties when I was like first working out and, they're really fun, but I'm also a dancer and I love like mm-hmm. moving around to music basically. Um, but, and there are plenty, like I'm not throwing shade at any like hardcore aerobics instructor. Like there's some aerobics classes that are really great and full of like jump squats and lunges and like really great power building moves that are developing mobility and strength and speed and all kinds of cool stuff. But there's a huge thing right now of like, dance aerobicsy stuff where you're, like, holding tiny weights, doing weird little movements that you repeat 80 billion times till your legs feel like they're going to fall off, kind of contort yourself into weird shapes to do things that just feel impossible, um, and definitely, like, in front of a mirror and really fast, and um, there's, like, no functional purpose to that.
1: Right. They have, like – those moves have no relation to everyday Anything. movement. Anything.
0: And that, like, circling your arms 5 billion times with a 2-pound weight – it if you look around the room everyone's shoulders are up to their ears these are people like most of the time sitting around at a desk anyway with their shoulders up to their ears it's like what are you gaining from that and and what it what i get really frustrated with is it basically um it it profits off the fact that people don't know about bodies and they don't know about fitness they don't know about like physiology and so people will think like oh if my muscle is burning that's good and like mm. i'm doing a good thing but you can just exhaust a muscle like you can just exhaust a muscle group you can overwork a muscle group you can over stimulate a muscle group or whatever and cause it to get to like a point of failure without that developing anything of any value and it just does not correlate that like because your inner thighs are burning from doing a million like mini plies that you're going to suddenly have like skinny thighs or something. But it makes yeah. you think that because it hits all the spots that people like hate on themselves, triceps, inner thighs, outer thighs, your abdominals, your butt. Like it makes everyone burn up these muscles and all the parts of themselves that they're all self-hating on. And then you go home and think like, oh my God, my butt's so sore. But it sounds facetious, but um my – a good friend who also works here, whenever people come in and they're like, well, I've been doing like bar three times a week for the past month, or I've been doing like whatever thing. And he always just goes, great. Is it working? Is it doing what you want? And then they always look really confused and kind of a little horrified. And then it's like this slow realization, like, yeah, their body really doesn't look dramatically different for all those hours that they've put in. And that's because you're not actually building muscle. You're not actually like getting that much stronger. Mm-hmm. You're just sort of feeling your muscles sort of tighten up in funny ways. And my big, giant, humongous problem with bar is that they ask people to tuck their pelvises all the time. Not everyone. I know there are bar classes out there that are taught in a much more functional way and taught by dancers and taught by polyester and all these things. But a lot of the really big chains really just give pre-written out directions to instructors that are not longtime fitness professionals with lots of skills and knowledge and abilities to change things for people that are having trouble or if you're pregnant or if you're injured and they're basically just speaking a script and they're asking you to tuck because that's another way to just feel muscles if you really have trouble engaging your abdominals it's just going to make you like feel things And what it's really doing is over lengthening your lower back and then putting pressure on it, which Mm -hmm. is exactly how to throw your lumbar muscle, like exactly how to throw a disc out of place. Like if you want to like avoid the draft, tuck your (laughs) pelvis and then like make your legs do weird things and it's going to force your vertebra out of place and you'll have thrown your back out. Yeah. And I have had like literally probably in the last five years, 10 clients come to me saying I threw my back out after I was doing three months of bar. And I'm like, I know you did. Like, it's, it's, it's the one-two step of how to do that. And so I do say as a dancer, if you want to take a bar class because the movement of plies and tondus and pointing your foot and lifting your leg is wonderfully stretching and mobility creating and strengthening for sure, go to a real ballet studio. They would love to have your money. It's cheaper than a bar studio. Sometimes they have live music, which is amazing. You can stay just for bar and not go for the rest of it that they don't care that professionals do that. Professionals go like, I'm just coming for bar. Yeah. And you'll get to dance to music. You'll get to have someone who knows more about anatomy, hopefully, uh, give you corrections. And it's super fun and amazing. And there's plenty of beginner adult ballet classes all over the country, all over the world. And it's a way more like holistic environment. You can even wear a fun tutu if you want to. People definitely do. And uh, you can also just like wear your sweatpants like nobody cares. And you'll get all the same benefits that you're hoping to get from your bar class without mm-hmm. hurting yourself.
1: Yeah. This just reminds me that I feel like every fitness class I've ever loved or or studio I've ever loved, the instructors have always said something like, like this will help you carry groceries mm-hmm. or like this will help you go up you know flights of subway stairs mm-hmm. like things that will make my life easier Exactly to live like those that's those are like the keywords and you hear that I feel like that's like golden
0: Yeah because the thing that makes me sad is if you're taking, if you're like living a life in a body, yeah. <laughs> if you're human, and you are carrying groceries and you are going up and downstairs and you're like doing all the other things, mm-hmm. carrying a kid, you know, whatever, gardening, blah blah blah. I'm trying to include people living in
1: suburbs. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the most thing else they do?
0: Raking leaves. People um, really hurt themselves doing that. Shoveling, shoveling snow. Yeah, shoveling snow. It's very aerobic and strength based. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um. If you're doing all these things, but you're going to a class because you're, like, afraid that you're going to get fat sometime or you're just desperately trying to lose weight, like, you're just putting your time and energy and money into, like, kind of just a negative moment, like a negative thought process. And then you're not caring for the body that you're actually walking around with, whereas you could take a class where you actually start to get stronger and more mobile and more skillful in your body and then reap the benefits of that every other hour of your week um and like i get it like i don't throw shade if if you literally there are people who just like don't want to engage in their bodies for a variety of reasons and they like hate moving they hate sweating whatever if a bar class is getting you out and like moving your body at all and otherwise you just be sitting do it i love it great celebrate it Mm -hmm. but if you already have an interest in like at all moving mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like oh i fell into this it, it seems like really popular maybe like oh it must be good for me or whatever yeah try some other things and just like focus on skill building rather than like how much you sweat oh that must mean i burned so many calories it doesn't it doesn't correlate <laughs> um and similarly like um people love the spin again if it's getting you out the door i love it My only question to you is if you spend your whole day hunched over a desk, do you really want to spend an hour hunched over some handlebars?
1: That's a whole other can of worms. It's
0: a whole other can of worms, but it does go with a theme of why are you doing what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And if you're doing what you're doing to like feel better in your body and have a body that is more balanced, that has good posture, that feels pain free, that feels easeful, maybe just look at literally broadly what shapes are you in all day? Yeah. So what shapes are you making with your body? If you're making the shape of a slouching person over a desk all day and then you're like going to a class and making the shape of a slouching person over some handlebars, maybe take a class where you make the shape of a starfish in a Pilates class or you make the shape of like, I don't know what in like a trapeze class. I don't know. But like a different shape than a curved spine over something.
1: Yes. I mean, the, the thing is that This podcast is for busy bodies, and we have busy bodies—people who are talking to you right now—and you don't have time as a busy person to be working out and not
0: benefiting from it.
1: Benefiting from it, yeah. Just the, the rest of your life,
0: just the like checked box. I worked out. I sweat. I burn calories. I'm one step closer to not being fat or whatever. That's not enough. It's just not going to serve your whole body long term. And when you're like 50 and 55, you'll be coming to my studio like my knees hurt, my neck hurts, like whatever. And that's when I have people go, I don't fucking care about losing weight anymore. I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to have this posture. I don't want to look like my whatever, mother, father, grandfather, whatever it is. And then we like get down to work. But it's like, why not do that when you're like 30? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That seems like a great place to end on. But.
0: Do we have a sum up?
1: We got to do the anti-desk body move of the week, mm. which is one of your favorites. It
0: is one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> it's also something that you like to
0: trick people into doing. It's my favorite thing to trick people into doing. Jello shots and <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Uh, I love Jell-O shots, by the way. I've never had one. Sh- Jell-O, the company. Jell-O's a company, yes.
0: Jell-O, is it? I think I mean, I think it we'll collapsed after Bill Cosby. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, no, I'm never a jello shot. What do you do? That seems what? very you never Arizona. Had
1: a jello shot? No, what did I just you say? Just made an I was trying to joke about <laughs> jello shots and you've never had one? Yeah, but it's
0: one. funny because it's so not who I am. Um uh, I just said that I spent high school meditating and like trying to be an aesthetic yogi. I definitely was not well, doing jello shots. I, I had like no friends.
1: I didn't do jello shots in high school, I did them in college.
0: I still had no friends and was just trying to meditate and hover. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long road, Jess. Wow. Basically just got friends yesterday. <laughs>
1: I think that I'm gonna just like make some jello shots. And please, that <laughs> sounds some.
0: awesome. Uh, what what is? I don't understand how it solidifies with alcohol in it.
1: Well, it just does. It's just like
0: <laughs> please bring some. I um, will happily have a jello shot.
1: Oh what kind God. of alcohol is in it? This is crazy. <laughs> okay, what were we? Oh, I what? Okay, the the literal opposite of taking a jello shot is this move.
0: A plank. <laughs> downer to your jello shot
1: okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna put a video of us on instagram doing jello shots and then immediately planking until until we're doing jello shots off of our planks (laughs) yeah what
0: i don't know isn't that what people do they take jello shots off of somebody's body
1: no i I think those are just regular shots
0: there isn't something where you like put something you have to like eat off of somebody i don't like sushi
1: yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: Listen, I only know these things from TV.
1: Well, we're gonna get you a shot. I
0: mean, my life is about balance. I'm I'm open to it.
1: Planking.
0: Planking is my favoriteest thing ever.
1: Okay.
0: Um, it's super hard. Yeah. And I love to remind people that it's just your standing up body, but with your arms straight out in front of you, like Frankenstein.
1: And it's hard. It's it's hard to do right.
0: It's very hard to do right, and like, kind of, no one does it right.
1: Okay, so just except me. We're we're gonna verbally and the people describe in my how to class. do the plank, and if you are listening at home right now,
0: it's gonna be Follow hard. along. It's gonna be hard to do verbal. I'm gonna
1: follow along. Call right. talks.
0: That'll be good. That'll be really right. helpful. So, <laughs> crash as we come off of our tiny block seating position. Um, so the easiest thing to do is start on hands and knees. And then you're going to find your proper shoulder position. So you want to make sure that your actual nipples are in between your thumbs and everyone knows where their nipples are, man or woman, big or small. Make sure those are between your thumbs. And then you're going to shrug your shoulder blades together. So you're like pinching a pencil between your shoulder blades and then push them apart. And you're going to do that with your elbows straight, but not locked. And if you don't know what straight but not locked is, just don't bend your elbows, but don't snap them into a crazy overly straightened to the point where they're backwards shape. Um, after you've shrugged your shoulders together and apart a couple of times, just find the middle point where your scapula, those shoulder blades, are still attached to your ribcage, but they're not all the way together and they're not all the way apart. Then, without changing where your nipples are, they're still between your thumbs. Your body weight is still over your wrists. Make sure all ten fingers are of contact with the floor. They're spread out really wide. You can even widen your hands more than you normally would. And you're going to extend your Leg, let's say your left leg, just for fun, and you're going to push the ball of your foot so your toes are bent and your toes all have contact with the floor. Then you're going to push the ball of your foot into the ground. You're going to push it into the ground hard enough that you feel your abdominals on that same side, on your left side, start to engage. You're also going to imagine that you're lifting your thigh up to the ceiling. So your knee is straight, but also not locked. You're not pressing your quadricep. You're actually using your glutes and your hamstring, and you're lifting your hamstring up to the ceiling. You haven't shifted your nibbles. They're still between your thumbs. Now you're just going to extend your other leg. That's it. You're in a plank. You're in a perfect, beautiful plank. Excellent. It's perfect and beautiful. It just takes class a lot. Everyone who takes my class has perfect, beautiful planks. So I'm very proud of them. So... If you do that correctly, you should feel that your lower back probably feels a lot more lifted than your usual plank and there's a lot more abdominal engagement.
1: Um, and so it feels a lot longer too as someone who just did it. Mm-hmm. You, your body feels more stretched out.
0: Exactly, because you're actually reaching into your whole body. So it's kind of sagging at various points and kind of locking your joints at various points.
1: You like to say, like shooting energy out through your heels, which helps me visualize that.
0: Exactly. People don't use their legs enough in their planks. It is a full body exercise. That's why I say it's your standing up body, except your arms are in front of you. Your whole body should be active. And you are actively pushing away from the ground. You're actively pushing your hands into the ground and pushing your feet into the ground. You're not hanging into your arms and legs. You're pushing the floor away like it's coming up and going to smack you in the face. And that way you can reach out of all of your limbs, including your heels. And if you still feel like you're super saggy, you can push your feet up against a wall so you can push your heels into a wall. And that way you're pushing into your toes, into your heels, into your hands. And that will help you engage your legs because legs are like... 80% of your plank and the rest of it is like abs and focus and just breathe, hang out there, enjoy it. It's a very specific exercise because it involves stamina and the ability to load your body for a longer period of time. And just like, it's, it's definitely a mental task. I think like when I started being able to hold planks for longer periods of time is basically when I learned how to just like take my brain to like my happy place Keep just concentrating on my breath, concentrating and spreading my energy out in my body and not uh, getting caught up in like spiral thoughts of like, oh, my God, this is so hard. I'll never be able to do it. Oh, my God, I'm shaking. And just being like, I can still do this. I'm OK. I'm OK. Um, the one thing people complain about, those are like my hands and my wrists, Yeah. And that's the one thing that I don't have any sympathy for. I'm very empathetic to lots of things when people are like, my hamstring got like a charlie horse when we did that or whatever. My shoulder hurts. but hands and wrists is basically just unconditioned deconditioned hands and wrists and the only way they're going to not hurt is for you to use them so Mm. keep doing the planking yep and also do other hand and wrist exercises which we can put up as bonus material yeah but also you can literally just google hand and wrist exercises there's 80 bazillion Everything from, like, squeeze balls and rubber bands to just, like, little exercises that you can just do at home that are pretty easy. Yeah. They're a life changer. Strong hands is strong shoulders.
1: I have to say the two mistakes I make most often when I'm planking is, like, sort of letting my belly, like, sag to the floor and my mm-hmm. back kind of arch a little bit. mm mm-hmm. um, So that's something I have to be super aware of. And also, I, like... I only recently figured out what to do with my head and I still feel like that's something for me I'm like because like am I looking up am I looking too far down but it's really just sort of keeping your neck in a straight line right
0: exactly that's where it's like stand up get in your best posture and then put your hands directly in front of yourself like you're like pushing a door shut. And then take that body and put it on the floor in a plank because that's what you want to be creating. There are different kinds of planks. There's like gymnasticky planks that are getting on, on their way to like a press handstand, all these ones where you really compress your ribcage a lot and create all these different shapes. I'm doing like a super primary colors, just mm-hmm. basic Pilates plank with shoulder stability.
1: And what will that help you like? Do better in the outside world when you're not in class. You're
0: strengthening the stabilization of your skeleton for that beautiful upright person, their upright skeleton. Um, it's also like the end of a push-up or a bench press, and you're doing that with your own body weight against gravity. You're gaining awareness of your whole body in space, uh, the length of your spine, the width of your skeleton, uh, the balance of your head. You know, you're reversing. Uh, by trying to pull your skull back instead of having it drop forwards all day, you're reversing that. It's a it's an almost extension. It's like a very neutral extension for the back. Um, it's just a great all around like stamina, strength, and body awareness exercise. And it's the basis of so many things. If you want to take yoga, you better have a good plank because they do like a bazillion chaturangas. Aye, aye. If you're weightlifting, you know a plank is the the start and end of so many positions um, you know, any kind of boot camp class or something, any push-up. It you have to have a plank that is full of awareness and and deep engagement.
1: Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thanks for this season. We'd like to thank Jupiter for the snore sounds. We'd like to thank Megan Markle. <laughs> We'd like to thank uh
0: Queen Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Queen Victoria. Yeah. Uh Chihuahua Pigeon for his just an all around annoying twinkling noise. Um, and Sarah Eskoff, our producer. Her no. most of all, most importantly.
1: Um, and we hope you enjoyed the season. And please hit us up at, at @busybodypod on all socials with your ideas for the next season and your
0: questions. Brooklyn Strength to DM with me directly.
1: She doesn't answer every DM. Just, what? I'm just kidding. She'll <laughs> answer any DM.
0: I try my best. Um, and I definitely am open to training people on online on the interrupts.
1: Would you DM would you answer do you answer DMs from like Saudi princes who like want, you know, the spam ones?
0: Um no. Huh? I, I actually got a lot of like weird porny ones, which mm. I don't understand what that's about. So if you're trying to send me your nips, look
1: somewhere else. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Thank you, Jessica. Thanks. Thank you, Cadence. Uh, let's blow out the redhead candle together. <laughs> Ready? <sighs>